We're late. I see an Andy in a happy new year. You a happy new year. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Hey, it's 6.01 in Los Angeles, 9.01 in New York City in America, 2 o'clock in the afternoon in London, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan. And in Malaysia, as always, it's 1984. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not wearing pants. <sighs> we made it. Mohanad the Mighty also made it. So a big hearty hi-ho to Mohanad. Good to see you. Uh, please rap right now or he will come. Okay, good night, everybody. Oh, wait, we're not done. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mohanad. I can't rap right now. We just started. We are like one minute into the show, and I think rapping's not going to cut it. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I was literally on the phone with a work-related telephone call uh, just before we popped online here. So the pre-roll is rolling, and I'm saying, mm-hmm, okay. Anyway, it was an important discussion, so we got through it. Got my Malaysia shirt on tonight. We are kicking butt, taking names. We're ready to go. Yay, go Malaysia. By the way, a lot of our Paralympic athletes are involved in some international games, and speaking of kicking butt, we're kicking butt. We're doing really well. Hardy, hi-ho, round of applause. Once again, for all of our amazing uh, Paralympic uh, athletes. Are you actually laughing your ass off, Mohammed, or is it still there? I'm guessing it's probably still there. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's just get right to it. It's time. Miko update. <laughs> me, 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 Miko update. Na, 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 na. Miko has too many toys. She's. <laughs> uh, we counted the toys. And do you know, forget the dog bones and the balls and all the other stuff. Just the plushies, just the stuffed animals. She's got 15 of them. <sighs> Spoiled dog much? Anyway, uh, yeah, she was having a fight with her dinosaur, and this is her new favorite toy, her duck, which we only recently discovered also squeaks. So now she hasn't, if you push right here, it makes this squeak, squeak noise, and she knows it does it, but she can't quite bite it in the right spot or push it with her paw. So she keeps trying. She keeps, you see her just taking her teeth and kind of gingerly going. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> she's trying to slowly figure out exactly how it is. Uh, there she is uh, giving a ride to her favorite dinosaur. Uh, by the way, if you are on Twitch or YouTube and you see these idiot bots, I don't have moderators in our chat. So I go through afterwards and I delete them and block the people. But I mean, you know what a bot is, you know, like this idiot Akaroff or whatever. So yeah, the bots made it to the stream, but my audience is smart enough that 
you know, they don't click on these ridiculous links. So there's more of the duck and the dinosaur and the Miko. And uh, she just, <laughs> she's doing great. She's having a great time enjoying herself with her 15 different plushies. If you're going to send gifts for Miko, thank you. I appreciate it. But please, not a plushie, a ball, a chew bone, something like that. Just not another plushie. <laughs> uh, you know, half of them she ignores anyway. So anyway, she is doing well. We had a couple of good walks. She's getting two walks a day now, one in the morning and one at night. Uh, yeah, okay. We weighed her, by the way. She's at back up to 11 kilos, which is a lot. I was going to say fat, but she's not fat. You saw the picture. She's not fat at all. She's uh, she's solid. So, yeah, look at that gorgeous smile. <laughs> I have one that isn't so gorgeous, and that's our first topic tonight, and that's this scary thing. <laughs> this was in our thumbnail. It's an article from Board Panda. The link is in the show notes if you want to check it out. If you're listening on the podcast, there are some visuals, but you can check out the link to the whole article from BoardPanda.com. It's in our show notes. And it's a cool article. It's creepy, weird kids' stories. And trust me, they're weird. Creepy kids. Kids do the strangest things. These are just little short little tweets and things that people have published or posted that are creepy, like this one. When my son was three, he started singing a Polish nursery rhyme that my husband's grandmother used to sing to all the babies in the family. However, she had passed away before my son was born. And we don't speak or sing Polish. Yeah, huh? Creepy. How about this one? I'm not going to read all of them. There's a ton of them in here. Go to the article in the show notes if you want to check them all out, but they're really cool. My daughter from a severe brain injury when she was 11 weeks old, was in a coma for three days. For years afterwards, whenever it rained, she would comment, it smells like God. So, if you ever wonder what God smells like, you're welcome. <laughs> it's strange. Oh, man. How about this one? Back in the day, my younger brother used to tell us about his other grandparents and the blue house they used to live in. After always telling him he was just making it up, he told our mother he could bring her there. So we went for a drive, and this five-year-old little psycho gave her turn-by-turn -turn directions for close to 45 minutes. They ended up four or five towns away at a dead-end street where sat an abandoned blue house. 
weird. These things are just strange. Walking with my two-year-old in a cemetery by our house, she says, Mommy, who is that man in the red jacket by the stone house? She pointed to a mausoleum. There was nobody in the cemetery. He's waving at me, and she waved back. He's coming over to talk. Weird. Here's one from Iwakanda. My daughter was about five years old when she said, You are the best mommy I've ever had. And I said, I'm the only mommy you've ever had. And she looks at me and says, No, you're the third. But I like you the best. Well, man, I'm telling you. Uh, Okay, here's one out of left field from Young MT. I was hiking alone in the woods with my son, who was seven. It was eerie quiet. And out of nowhere, he says... The woods demand a sacrifice. Jeez, what? I do not think I would ever go back in the woods with my kid again. Oh, man. All right, one more. There's a bunch of them. Go to the link in the show notes if you want to check it out. They're weird. Uh, Another one. My kid's BFF started saying, I'm a boy, the second she could talk. Very upset, agitated. Her mom thought she might be trans, started reading up. And then one day, I'm not a boy now. I was a boy. She starts sobbing, I miss my sister. As her language skills improved, she explained further. She says, quoting, I'm a boy. My sister takes care of me. We walk to work at the factory every day where they make buttons. We speak Spanish. And then she says, I'm dead. I'm dead. And starts sobbing. Nightmares, night terrors, my friends in a panic, what's wrong? And then, she says, I'm dead because I got hit by a car. I was walking to the factory with my sister. Was this kid like seven years old? The car hit me. It was dusty. I was dead on a dusty road. I miss my sister. Hey, I told you it was going to be creepy, didn't I? This is strange. Hey, Luna Amethyst, welcome to the stream. Don't be sorry you're late. You're not late. You're exactly when you should have been here. Yeah, these things are great. you got to check it out. It's from BoredPanda.com. And just check the link in the show notes. You can read all of them. Trust me. Don't do it in the dark or just before you go to bed because they are creepy. Very weird stuff. All right. Um, Here's another one that's weird. Not creepy, really, but weird. And uh, did you know, have you ever been to Disney World or Disneyland? Disneyland is the one in California. Disney World is the one in Florida. I have been to Disney World in Florida because I used to live in Florida. 
But um, I did not know this, and it is so cool. I found an article from a website called allthatsinteresting.com. Uh Luna says, thank God it's early in the morning where I am. Yeah, it would be early where you are. You've been to Disney World Disney World or Disneyland? Florida or California? Um, anyway, beneath the uh, Magic Kingdom are secret tunnels. This is the strangest thing. But when you read about, oh, in Florida, so Disney World. When you, when you read this article, and the link, again, is in our show notes, uh, you'll understand... But this is the coolest, coolest thing. It's from allthatsinteresting.com. The inside story of Walt Disney's secret tunnels below the Magic Kingdom. For decades, Walt Disney's vast network of utilidor tunnels have allowed costume employees to move throughout the Magic Kingdom without being seen by the guests. This is an old picture while they were digging the tunnels before the Magic Kingdom was actually built. Um, A retired U.S. Army general, 38 years of engineering experience, was uh, hired to build Disney's underground tunnels. We all know, or we've seen the pictures of Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom, Uh, millions of people around the world from the iconic theme park rides to the costumed cast members welcoming kids throughout the the different um, places and spaces. The illusion of stepping into an imaginary place, almost seamless here. And the creators, uh, the creator himself, Walt Disney, wanted to, uh, went to very extraordinary lengths to maintain that illusion that you were stepping into a fantasy world, especially with the Disney underground tunnels, which are hidden below the Magic Kingdom. I just thought of a horror game where a mascot worker tries to avoid a rabid fan who made their way into the tunnels. (laughs) Wait till you see the picture coming up. You'll see how that set would work well for, for that. But the, the idea was that Disney shuddered at the idea of some visitor seeing Mickey Mouse taking a lunch break, it just shattering the illusion. Uh, in order not to reveal the man behind the curtain, Disney, Disney built these tunnels underneath the Magic Kingdom so that workers, costumed characters, could get from place to place or get to their areas without being seen. A nine-acre tunnel complex beneath the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, Florida, and it lets the cast members shuffle from one area to another without being detected by visitors. Um, There's information here about how they built the tunnels. Here is a very early park uh, under construction. It first opened in 1971, October 1st. Very cool. Um... As legend has it, Disney was walking the grounds of his Anaheim Park, the one in California, and he spotted a cast member in cowboy outfit strolling through Tomorrowland. And what some would dismiss as a curiosity, Disney thought, "Mm -mm, unacceptable. He wanted the Magic Kingdom's magic to remain as seamless as possible. So he decided when he built Disney World in Florida, he would create these underground tunnels that's the uh, architect and that's the magic castle under construction wow 
check that out with all the scaffolding on it. That was a show. When I was at Disney World, we got to see, bless you, we got to see the the, the show uh, at the Magic Castle with all the amazing fireworks and everything. Oh, man, it was absolutely incredible. But here, check this out. There it is. That's the finished tunnels today below the Magic Kingdom. You can see there's Mickey and one, a couple of the three little pigs there and a driver in the uh, in the car. And uh, that is what it, there's in the back. It looks like Snow White, uh, one of the, maybe one of the seven dwarfs. And they're on this little tram car on the tunnels, in the tunnels, below the Magic Kingdom, uh, getting around. But you see, Luna, how that would fit very well for your horror movie? Not a bad idea. Um, but yeah, that's the, uh, the Magic Kingdom's hidden secret tunnel. It features a vacuum-assisted trash disposal system uh, that does away with the need for garbage trucks. What a cool idea. Luna says, these mascot costumes always seemed extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, you, you know, you're right. Can you imagine spending four, five, six, eight hours, 12 hours, whatever the shifts are, with these giant heads on, you're peeking through the little hole? And don't forget, you also have to remain in character. You've got to be upbeat and friendly and in character for all that time, meeting all those kids and all those folks. Not an easy job. Not an easy job at all. And yeah, in the heat of both California and Florida, it um, makes it uh, even more difficult, I'm sure. Wow. So it's a cool story. Please do check out the link. Check out all the information. There's tons of history and info about building the tunnels, building the Magic Kingdom. Uh, very cool article from allthatsinteresting.com. Link in the show notes. All right. What else we got going on here? Uh, Want to feel old? <laughs> uh, you know, when you get to be old, like this guy, suddenly all these little articles you see posted become interesting. Maybe they're not to you, but I'm sure you've heard of at least half of the things on this list. If you are 50, 60 years old or above, you will be shaking your head going, my God, I'm old. Bonanza premiered 62 years ago this year. The Beatles split up 52 years ago. 52, half a century. More than half a century. Laughing. Oh, man, I remember laughing. Artie Johnson, Ruth Buzzy. Uh, it premiered nearly 54 years ago. Elvis has been dead for 44 years. He would, we would have been 84 if he had lived until today. Likely would have still been alive. There are some people who think he still is. The Thriller video, Michael Jackson's Thriller video, 38 years old this year. I remember that like it was last week. That's insane. Yeah, you're right, Luna. They're all much older than you. Strangely enough, they're not older than me, except for one or two. Uh, John Lennon has been dead for 41 years. Mickey Mantle retired 53 years ago. Back to the Future, the original, 
37 years ago. This isn't how the time compresses when you get older. I know if you're in your 20s or something, you don't get it. But trust me, you'll be sitting here 40 years from now going, you know what? That Jay Sheldon guy was right. Time just does squeeze. Oh, Looney, you got to see Back to the Future. See the original. The other ones are pretty good, but see the original Back to the Future. Saturday Night Fever, 44 years old. Brady Bunch premiered 52 years ago this year. The Triplets from the My Three Sons television series. They are now 52 years old. Tabitha, the baby from Bewitched, is 57. The Corvette turned 68 this year. And 57 years ago, the Mustang was introduced. Man, unbelievable how time passes. That's insane. The Mustang. Wow. All right, speaking of weird stuff, I got, I got one more. This is a show full of creepy, weird things tonight, and I don't know why. This is both. It qualifies as creepy and weird. Look at this. Look at this. Again, sorry if you're listening to the podcast. Go to the uh, video on Rumble or YouTube or Facebook or Twitch.tv or Locals.com. Look for Jay Sheldon. Look for that logo up there. And you will you can watch the video of the show. You can also check out the link in our show notes. This is the strangest thing. Um, it is a big, giant field with a swamp or a pond or something. You see this here? Let me hold on. There we go. And these are giant busts of famous people. And they're huge. They were once a part of an attraction that was closed down about 10 years ago. And they were moved to this field and just left out to the elements. By the way, this is not on public land. This is not a public display. Uh, this is private property. Uh, access comes by signing up for one of the many events put on by John Plashal Photo. And depending upon the event, that's where the price gets determined. But you can look it up. And it's in, uh, it's in Virginia. 20-foot-high abandoned president's heads uh, in Virginia. Check this out. Look at this. Who is that? Hamilton? There's uh, Abe Lincoln, George Washington. It's absolutely incredible. And just left, abandoned to the elements. That looks like Roosevelt, both Roosevelts, Teddy and Franklin. Um, there's Lincoln. Look at that. Look in the background. All those. And these are 20 feet tall. So I think there's a shot with a person in it. You'll get to see some relative. Yeah, see that? All the swamp and mud from the rain. And they're all kind of discolored it's creepy but but cool as hell you live in virginia well you should check this out look this up uh, luna because and if you go please uh, take some pictures or something yeah it's like an unofficial mount rushmore you're exactly right i thought the same thing um there's lincoln part of his nose missing and uh is that yeah i think that's john kennedy looks like 
This is absolutely... Ah, uh, there you go. Take a look at that. There is what looks like a normal, maybe six-foot guy. Doesn't even come up to the shoulder of who I believe that's Roosevelt. One of the Roosevelts. But look at that. That'll give you an idea. These things are 20 feet tall. I don't know what they're made of either. But that is, uh, that is absolutely insane. Very, very cool. Uh, I believe I put the link in the show notes. This was shared publicly by a friend of mine. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, you can, there's a website listed here on Facebook. It's John Plashall Photo. And if you go to the link in our show notes, you can see the link for this guy, John Plashall Photo. And he has an abandoned tour guide where you can check this out. So if you want to uh, look it up and take the tour, I would love to see that. That's very, very cool. All right. I got one more for you before we get to, by the way, this is the last of A Christmas Carol. We'll begin a new book on uh, Saturday night. Not sure what yet. Something Christmassy. But um, yeah, this amazing story. We love sharing stories about the people who go above and beyond, who just do these random acts because it's the right thing to do. Uh, this is a public post that a friend of mine, Wen, uh, made, and uh, it was a brilliant story. This is a personal story from him, but again, it's public. And I wanted to share this because it shows there are a bunch of people out there whose hearts are in exactly the right place. This gentleman in the picture, his name is Kumar. And every morning, he'll be taking a broom and start cleaning the used masks and trash that have been thrown, simply been forgotten by the user around the parking area at their swimming pool's parking lot. Um, he was giving him a compliment for keeping the place clean, and he found out that actually this guy doesn't do this because he gets paid to do it, but it's an initiative simply because he feels like it's the right thing to do. And he writes, when writes, take a moment to remind ourselves it is important to throw your mask in a trash bin. Keep it hygienic, use your face mask that might contain unwanted germs, of course, and shouldn't just be tossed on the ground, you moron. As much as we want to protect ourselves and our loved ones, remind others to we are responsible for our used masks and trash. So put it in the right place, put it in a trash bin. And this is this remarkable guy, Kumar, who, of his own volition, he doesn't get paid to do this. Take a look here. This is Kumar and a hearty hi-ho, a round of applause for Kumar, whose heart is in exactly the right spot. The next time you get a little fed up with humanity and the stupidity of some people, remember Kumar, somebody who does the right thing for the right reasons. Look at that. Look at the piles of masks and junk and garbage that he's got to clean up. It's frightening. Wen, thank you for sharing that. And uh, it's a great, great story. We love people like this, and we, uh, we love to share those stories. So 
Very cool. If I'm not mistaken, I put that link in the show notes too. Saturday Night Live with Jay Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if they need a host to uh, host Saturday Night Live, since your ratings are in the crap, uh, and I know Alex Baldwin is a little busy lately, uh, I'm available. You can write me, nopants at jsheldon.com if the producers to Saturday Night Live are, are, are watching. I'd be happy. You know, it'd be the first time an absolute nobody hosted Saturday Night Live. So, you know, there, there, there's an angle there. We got all the big stars, Brad Pitt, whoever doing, you know, hosting the show. And then suddenly we've got this absolute nobody, expat from the U.S. who now has lived in Malaysia for 20 years. And live from New York, it's Saturday night. See, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Hey, hey, Dad. <laughs> Jekyllized. <laughs> Good to see you, whoever you are. Uh, welcome in, and thanks for joining. We are live across Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv, Rumble.com. You can find us live right now on all four platforms. And of course, we have our video show recorded, this show, live video recorded, on uh, Locals.com. You can watch the replay. And we are a podcast, of course. You're listening to the audio portion of our show. As we always remind you, check out our video if you want to see some of the visual stuff that we do here, because quite a bit of what we do is visual. Like, uh... all right, here we go. All right, it is time to do something that isn't visual. It's time to move on to our book. And tonight, we are going to close out Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. We started this several weeks ago. We read part of a chapter every night on our stream at the end of our show for the last 15, 20 minutes sometimes, and um, until we get to the end. These books all come to us from the Gutenberg Project, which is gutenberg.org. If you want to go there, all the books are free. They're all in the public domain. They're copyright free. You can download them as text files, HTML, eBooks in some cases. And again, all the classics, thousands of books are there. And um, that is our source. And we appreciate all that the Gutenberg Project does. So, once again, as I said, tonight is the final episode, the final part of the last chapter of The Christmas Carol. And where we left off, Scrooge had been visited by all the spirits, he had had a very rude awakening, and he had sent the boy in a cab off to the poulterers to get the giant prized turkey hanging in the window. And above all, Scrooge was laughing. Here we go. Shaving wasn't an easy task, for his hand continued to shake very much, and shaving requires attention, even when you don't dance while you're going at it. But if he had cut the end of his nose off, he would have piece, put a piece of sticking plaster over it and been quite satisfied. He dressed himself all in his best, and at last got 
out onto the streets. The people were, by this time, pouring forth, as he had seen them with the ghost of Christmas present, and walking with his hands behind him, Scrooge regarded everyone with a delighted smile. He looked so irresistibly pleasant. In a word that three or four good-humored fellows said, Good morning, sir. A Merry Christmas to you. And Scrooge said often afterward that of all the blithe sounds he had ever heard, those were the blithest in his ears. He'd not gone far. Coming on towards him, he beheld the portly gentleman who had walked into his counting-house the day before, and said, Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. It had been a pang across the heart to think how this old gentleman would look upon him when they met, but he knew what path lay straight before him, and he took it. "'My dear sir,' said Scrooge, quickening his pace and taking the old gentleman by both hands, "'how do you do? I hope you succeeded yesterday. It was very, very kind of you. A, a merry Christmas to you, sir.' "'Mr. Scrooge?' "'Yes,' said Scrooge. "'That's my name, and I feel fear it may not be pleasant to you. Allow me to ask your pardon, and will you have the goodness? Here Scrooge whispered in his ear. Lord, bless me, cried the gentleman, as if his breath were taken away. My dear Mr. Scrooge, are you serious? If you please, said Scrooge, not a farthing less. A great many back payments are included in it. I assure you, will you do me that favor? Oh, my dear sir, said the other, shaking hands with him, I, I don't know what to say to such munificent. Don't say anything, please, retorted Scrooge. Come and see me. Will you come and see me? I will, cried the old gentleman, and it was clear he meant to do it. Thank you said Scrooge. I am much obliged to you. I thank you fifty times. Bless you. He went to church and walked about the streets and watched the people hurrying to and fro and patted the children on the head and questioned beggars and looked down into the kitchens of houses and up to the windows and found everything could yield him pleasure. He had never dreamt that any walk with anything could give him so much happiness. In the afternoon, he turned his steps towards his nephew's house. He passed a door a dozen times before and had the courage to go up and knock. But he made a dash and did it. "'Is your master at home, my dear?' said Scrooge to the girl. "'Nice girl, very.' "'Yes, sir.' Uh, "'Where is he, my love?' said Scrooge. "'He's in the dining-room, sir, along with the mistress. "'I'll show you upstairs, if you please.' Uh, "'Thank you. He, kn he knows me,' said Scrooge, with his hand already on the dining-room lock. Uh, "'I'll go in here, my dear.' He turned it gently and sidled his face in round the door. 
They were looking at the table, which was spread out in great array. For these young housekeepers are always nervous on such points, and like to see that everything is right. Fred, said Scrooge, dear heart alive how his niece by marriage startled. Scrooge had forgotten for the moment about her sitting in the corner with the footstool, or he wouldn't have done it on any account. Why, bless my soul, said Fred, who's that? It's I, your Uncle Scrooge. I've, I've come for dinner. Will you let me in, Fred? Let him in? It is a mercy he didn't shake his arm off. He was at home in five minutes. Nothing could be heartier. His niece looked just the same. So did Topper when he came. So did the plump sister when she came. So did everyone when they came. Wonderful party, wonderful games, wonderful unanimity, wonderful happiness. But he was early at the office the next morning. Oh, he was early there. If he could only be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming late, that was the thing he had set his heart upon. And he did it. Yep, he did. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. He was full eighteen minutes and a half behind his time. Scrooge sat with the door wide open that he might see him come into the tank. His hat was off before he opened the door, his comforter too. He was on his stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello, growled Scrooge in its accustomed voice as near as he could feign it. What do you mean by coming in here at this time of day? I, I, I'm very sorry, sir, said Bob. I, I am behind my time. You are, repeated Scrooge. Yes, I think you are. Step this way, sir, if you please. It's only once a year, sir, pleaded Bob, appearing from the tank. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. Now, I'll tell you what, my friend, said Scrooge. I am not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, he continued, leaping from his stool, and giving Bob such a dig in the waistcoat, he staggered back into the tank again. And therefore, I am about to raise your salary. Bob trembled got a little nearer to the ruler. He had a momentary idea of knocking Scrooge down with it, holding him, and calling to the people in the court to help with a straight waistcoat. A Merry Christmas, Bob, said Scrooge with an earnestness that could not be mistaken, as he clapped him on the back. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you in many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family. 
and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop, Bob. Make up the fires and buy another coal scuttle before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became a good friend, as good a master, as good a man as the good old city knew, or any other city, town, or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh, and little heeded them. For he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good, at which some people did not have their fill of laughter at the onset. And knowing that such as these would be blind anyway, he thought it quite well as they should wrinkle up their eyes and grins as have the malady in less attractive forms. His own heart laughed, and that was quite good enough for him. He had no further intercourse with spirits, but lived upon the total abstinence principle ever thereafter. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. And that's A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. <laughs> wow. What a treat. Love it. It was, a, it was a fun read. It was a lot of fun. Cool beans. All right, folks. That's going to wrap it up for tonight, and uh, I will see you again on Saturday night. We will start a new book. I'll find something short, Christmassy, that we can share together to lead us up to our last few streams before Christmas, which is only a couple of weeks away. Wow. <laughs> Won't be long now. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for your downloads, your likes, your follows, your subscribes. Please do hit that button. It helps me a lot to get the follows and the subscribes across all of our channels and your downloads on our podcast. I will see you again Saturday night. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yeah.